Hello, friends. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of Syracuse Basketball Postgame presented by Krause Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics, coming off a wild game. I'm going to call it that at the JMA Wireless Dome tonight, or actually last night, technically, as we come to you live here uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, for those of you watching live, appreciate that on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, and on X as well. And of course, uh, Syracuse Sports and the Syracuse Basketball Postgame Show Archive. And you can watch on YouTube, listen on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts as well. Syracuse at one point had a 19-point lead over Boston College. That evaporates. BC, which couldn't hit water if it fell out of a boat in the first half, starts hitting threes, starts getting rebounds, starts getting better possessions. They take the lead. Syracuse fights back. And... It's the free throws down the stretch, because as we know, kids, hashtag free throws matter. Chris Bell steps up after really struggling offensively for the past five, six games or so. He leads Syracuse with 20 points. Malik Brown, absolutely huge for the Orange as well. A lot of buckets, uh, a lot of key buckets down the stretch, getting things around the hoop. And he really had to step up tonight with a notable absence, a couple of absences before this game. It's always something with this team, guys. They keep you entertained at the very least. So we'll get into that. And of course, hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders coming up and your thoughts on this win tonight. We're actually going to play a couple of clips from the locker room as well here shortly. So before we get into what happened during the game, interesting what we found out before the game. Uh, Naheem McLeod is out indefinitely. He has a foot issue. It's not a particular injury that caused the foot issue. It was described as a buildup. He was seen courtside, and he's a hard to miss guy, of course, at seven foot four, but even more harder to miss when he's got uh, one of those scooters to work on that foot injury. Uh, Adrian Autry didn't have a timetable afterwards, but for the foreseeable future, Naheem McLeod is out, which will put more of responsibility on Malik Brown's shoulders as we're getting into. The bigger surprise, frankly, was you looked at the starting lineup and Judah Mintz was not in it. And given what's going on with Benny Williams on this team and just some of the interesting drama we've seen with Syracuse basketball in the last, I don't know, five, 10 years, whatever the case may be, let's just say finding out minutes before the game that somebody's either not playing or not starting is not exactly abnormal when it comes to Syracuse in recent years. But that's a bit of an eyebrow raiser. As Adrian Autry described that after the game, it was a little violation of team rules. That's why he did not start the game. He still plays 30 minutes, said afterwards, and I'll play you the clip here about having to be more of a leader. Autry says he expects him back on Saturday. So I guess you kind of give the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, Judah Mintz is unquestionably the leader of this team. Everybody goes through stuff. Who knows what he's going on? I wouldn't imagine anything academically, of course, because they're not currently in school. Personal issue with Judah Mintz. No details were given on that. And here's what Judah said afterwards about having to step up, uh, even with personal circumstances. Don't whether I'm off the court, whether I messed up off the court, or I'm on the court playing with my team, I got to be the leader. Uh, I was here last year. A lot of we got a lot of new faces, and you know I got to stay consistent no matter what's happening to me personally. So it seems all forgiven here. He started the second half. He's going to start against North Carolina on Saturday. So Adrian Autry having to establish these are his rules. You violate his rules. We don't know exactly what the rule was. Described as a violation of team rules, you don't start. First time that Judah Mintz did not start, but still played 30 minutes in this game, and Naheem McLeod is out 
indefinitely for the Orange. Malik Brown, just huge for this team in the second half. We've seen this build up. Malik's getting big minutes for this team as it is. He had 19 points, eight rebounds, a ton of those rebounds. I think seven of those eight, if I'm not mistaken, came in the second half of this game, taking advantage of, as he put it himself, Quadir, Judah, the guards driving in, and that left him open to do some Quadir and all the other guards, Judah, JJ, was attacking the paint and going to the rim. Uh, whoever my guy was or the opposite guy was helping and contesting the shot, so it was either leaving me or Benny or Justin easy for her to get the putbacks or a rebound, so I'll see you and then take advantage of it. So Malik Brown describing it himself there. It's funny because a lot of our Syracuse sports insiders sent me a text. And they're like, Brent, you called for a change in the starting lineup, if you'll recall, it's eight days ago. This is the first time Syracuse is on the court in eight days since the Duke game last week. I did call for a shakeup in the starting lineup, but you can't take Judah Mintz out of the starting lineup. He's the leading uh, scorer on the team. He's the leader of this team. Uh, it had to be. As confirmed afterwards, a lot of speculation, of course, flying around. A lot of you guys on the uh, Syracuse Sports Insider text line saying, hey, what's going on with Judah? I didn't know. Nobody knew, right? But it had to be some sort of violation of team rules, right? I watched him warm up before the game. I'm, I'm not Dr. Axe. I just play one on a podcast, but he looked fine. Didn't see any physical ailments going on with him. So just turns out to be a disciplinary thing at this point, right? But yeah, I did call for a shakeup in the starting lineup, but not because of Judah. Chris Bell and Justin Taylor were the primary focus for maybe shaking up the starting lineup. Well, Chris Bell said, you could take that and shove it where the sun don't shine, at least for this game. 20 points, got right off the bat, hitting threes, confident in the game, part of it. Here's Chris Bell on how that recent adversity, it made him a better player at the very least for this game. Failing a lot helps you with that. Being able, whether you come into a game, whether you expect to score 20 or you score five or you score four, or maybe you score 10 straight and you don't score for the rest of the game. I think it, uh, I think it helps you a lot as a player and helps you grow as a person. So that's, I think that's what I've been doing with the last few games. And I was just happy to play well tonight. Yeah, if you couldn't hear it right at the beginning, he said failing a lot. And he has just not been there offensively, not getting the minutes. And when Chris Bell's not hitting shots, the list of things Chris Bell excels at starts to go down, frankly. He's there to make shots. Chris Bell and Justin Taylor have to feed off of each other and be the shooters. And if Syracuse is going to succeed as they continue to dig into ACC play here, folks, it's only January 11th. They're really kind of diving in here. But this turned into a pretty important game. Because Boston College has its act together. They're 74th in the net ranking. They were looking for another quad one win. They've got one in the bank. Syracuse, depending on how things shake out with the net rankings, Oregon's like right on the line right now as we speak. It's a quad one win. It could fall back to a quad two win. So this one home game kind of stretched between, you know, a bunch on the road. You've got Duke, which started it. You come back at home after eight days. For Boston College, they go to North Carolina on Saturday, then they're at Pitt on Tuesday, right? Then they start a stretch to end the month of January with three straight at home, right? So you don't get the benefit of there's a lot of games in the ACC. These things come, and sometimes they punch you in the nose a little more earlier than expected. BC, Quentin Post, one of the best players in the ACC, one of the best post players in the ACC, no pun intended, Quentin Post tonight did not score. 0 for 4, little banged up, fouled out, terrible. So Syracuse, without Naeem McLeod, and Malik Brown has been terrific, so it kind of balances out. But that's one of the best post guys in the league who just got eaten alive. Syracuse uh, played great defense 
for about 29 minutes in this game. There were some lapses, particularly at the end of the first half and sometimes in the second half. But guys, Syracuse had 28 points off turnovers in this game tonight. They had 17 steals on Boston College, 12 of which came in the first half. 12 steals in a half. That is an insane stat. Yet, even with a 19-point lead, BC starts hitting some threes. They end up 8 of 29 from three-point range. Syracuse was 6 of 21. They start going inside. Rebounding was huge. Uh, Boston College out-rebounded Syracuse 42 to 36. And even when Syracuse was on this big run to start the game, you guys are saying it on the text line. You're watching the game. You're like, why isn't the score bigger? It's 17-7. It's 20-7. to You're going into some of those timeouts in the first half. Syracuse should have had a much bigger lead. The easy answer was they were not shooting the ball well. Neither was Boston College, by the way. BC was just wretched shooting the ball in the first half, but Syracuse just didn't take advantage enough of a ton of possessions that they got until a spark in the second half. All of a sudden, they're up by 19. So I think what we saw tonight is a couple of things. We saw the best and worst of this team. We like to say this is a young team. This is an immature team. This is an immature basketball team in a lot of ways. Okay, I'm not, again, I want to give Judah the benefit of the doubt here. Everybody goes through stuff. All seems to be well. Don't start, but he'll be back on Saturday. But he does have to be a leader, right? As a sophomore, lead this team. And even leaders go through stuff. So we'll see how that works out. And hopefully nothing else comes down the pike here. And hope everything's okay with Judah, frankly, right? He's he's working through some stuff. And you know, that's what happens with college kids, 18 to 22 year old kids, right? But the way this team reacts to adversity, the way this team kind of jaws at the refs, there I, I don't want to speculate on anything here. I'm just saying when Benny Williams, as a couple of our insiders texted, gets up and leaves the bench during the game, he came right back afterwards. You can go to the locker room for a number of reasons, right? I mean, you can speculate on a number of things, but a guy like Benny Williams, just due to being, you know, a, a violator of team rules a couple of different times this year, loses the benefit of the doubt. So you're wondering about that, right? Yet, yet, they face adversity. They lose a 19-point lead. They get back in it because they buckle down on defense. Malik Brown stepping up, as we mentioned. Chris Bell. Judamins didn't have huge numbers tonight in his 30 minutes, but made enough plays in this game. As a leader, he had 10 points, one of seven from the field. Judah Mintz doing Judah Mintz things at the free throw line. That's where he was big. Seven of eight from the line. Quadir Copeland, as noted by Adrian Autry, no turnovers tonight. Quadir had a couple of stomach aches. Shout out to my guy, uh, Mark Frank from the AP, who sits next to me at the games. We were joking. We're actually going to start tracking stomach ache stats from Quadir Copeland as Adrian Autry has put it before you. He gives him some stomach aches. They find a way. They are growing up. They're an immature team. They're a young team. But it's games like this where it kind of gets put on the line and you got to grow up a little bit. And to their credit, they did that. And I was kind of wondering coming into this game. I said this to some of our insiders, and we're going to hear from you guys here shortly coming into the game today. So we're going to find out where Syracuse is because you look at the four losses that Syracuse has, and there's a clear line that you're drawing there in terms of competition. Now, Tennessee and Gonzaga, of course, were in Maui, which seems like, uh, you know, a year ago, not just a couple of months ago at this point, Duke and Virginia, right? Now, Virginia hasn't turned out to be as dominant as usual, but there's a clear line of competition there. BC seemed like 
they're kind of that next level down in the ACC. Syracuse and power rankings so far this year, whether it be our power rankings or looking around college basketball, somewhere in that kind of seven to nine range in the ACC. They handled their business against a team on that level in this game tonight, right? North Carolina Saturday, huge test, not only by talent, not only North Carolina is just a lot better this year than they were last year on the road. The Dean Dome can be a tough place to play. How do they handle that spot? Because they didn't handle it well against Duke. North Carolina is the other elite team in the league right now. So uh, to paraphrase Judge Smales, how do you measure yourself against other ACC teams? It's not by height. It's by going on the road. And if you can grab a win over Carolina, great, but just kind of showing what you can do against Carolina. But this team clearly has some issues going on right now that they're working through, right? Perfect example of that tonight. Want to get to our Syracuse Sports Insiders, and we would love for you to become a Syracuse Sports Insider today. Just text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. You get a direct line to me. I text you, you text me. My opinions first. Great back and forth during games. Ton of uh, texts from you guys just watching the game. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're seeing. Um, priority on this podcast and post-game show and just uh, a growing community of rabid Syracuse fans that I'll, I'll tell you what, a couple of great examples tonight. Shout out to my guy, Rick. Met Rick at the Dome tonight. And guys, open invite. If you're at the game, send me a text on the text line. Let's meet up. Rick wanted to buy me a beer. I'm like, well, I'm kind of working right now, but hey, listen, you want know, to buy some M&Ms. Like, we can negotiate here. I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. But it's very nice of Rick to offer that. Rick is sitting courtside, and he's telling me what he's seeing down there, right? So shout out to him. Shout out to Lacey, one of our new Syracuse Sports Insiders. I love this. So Lacey sends me her first text, and she says her boyfriend told her that she's so into the game and just so passionate. She's like, you got to join that text group to be a part of that podcast that you always watch. Exactly. What a wise boyfriend you have, Lacey. Hang out of that one. That guy's a keeper right there. So shout out to Rick. Shout out to Lacey. Shout out to some of our new insiders and some we're going to highlight right now, including Jack, who says, should we be concerned that this is now the second that we know of instance of a self-inflicted penalty by Autry to a member of the team? Should we be concerned about the discipline? My answer to that is, is no in this way, Jack. It's yes and no. I know that's a cop-out answer. Yes, because you don't want to see this number of incidents on a team. It's a four-month season. It's a long stretch. Stuff happens. Where you should not be concerned is my bigger concern would be if something like this happened and Autry did not discipline Judah Mintz. You know, Autry's got to set the tone. These are his, his rules, his standards, the orange standard, as he puts it, and even a small violation of team rules, as he put it, is going to result in not starting a game. Judah handled it well. He was enthusiastic. Obviously, he played 30 minutes, key down the stretch and hitting his free throws, as we noted. But Autry sending that message that certain things will not be tolerated. So thanks to Jack for that. David K says, thing about Justin Taylor, who we have not mentioned a ton yet, and we should. He keeps playing, contributing, defense, rebounding. He'll start making his shots. <sighs> Justin Taylor is an interesting enigma right now because he's not hitting his shots and that's what he's out there to do but can he rebound yes he can he had seven rebounds tonight that's second only to malik brown 
three of 11 shooting the ball, one of five from three-point range. Hit one early and then just couldn't get back on track. It was interesting to see Justin Taylor come in for Benny Williams in the final stretch of the game. I asked Autry about that, why he felt Taylor was the better option. And one thing that Autry did not say in that stretch was defense. It was rebounding, shooting, maybe a free-throw shooter. Look, Justin Taylor is overwhelmed defensively. He just doesn't match up with a lot of people that he sees in ACC play. And we saw it again tonight. I mentioned what happened with Benny. Benny played, what do we got here with Benny? Uh, 13 minutes in this game, uh, point and three rebounds. I just think Benny's a, a certainly more physical and better option defensively at 6'9". Not that and I'm beating a dead horse when I say this, guys, but I'm going to say it again. Not that Justin Taylor doesn't have a role on this team. He does. But is it a guy that's a primary starter? Is it a guy that plays 29 minutes? Maybe it's 29 minutes if he contributes off the bench in a quadrier Copeland type way. Copeland started tonight, of course, but generally he's playing 27 minutes or so off the bench. So look, Chris Bell snapped out of a funk tonight, but now you got to see some consistency in that. When you look at Chris Bell's stat line, you'll see a 20-point night like tonight followed by he'll combine for 20 points in the following three or four games. So you need a little consistency from him and Justin Taylor too. Like how long can Autry be patient with this? He showed tonight he will shake up the lineup for discipline reasons. Is he willing to shake up his starting lineup for basketball reasons? I called for that in the last post game show. Chris Bell proved me wrong on that, at least for one game, Justin Taylor, let's just say did not just based on how he played in this game for the most part. As we noted, there are some other things out there that he does. Al, good to hear from my guy, Al, one of our more frequent texters, says, my son had an interesting observation. He says, watching Quadir and Malik, probably what it's like to watch Stockton feed Malone. Love the old school reference there. And there's a uh, there's a connection there between those two. Quadir and Judah are actually really good friends and roommates. But the court connection is really strong between Quadir and Malik. And a, a good observation. I'd like to hear that we're getting some old school references out there. And to say that Stockton and Malone is old school. I just grew f- like seven more gray hairs up there. My guy Mike V says, coach is doing the right thing, trying to cuff Williams, Bell, and Taylor to play confidently and create some more scoring options. Yeah, Kyle Cuff. Let's look at his numbers from tonight. Play 10 minutes. Scored three points, one of five shooting. It doesn't pop on the box score, but even getting them that 10 to 12 minutes. Well, what Kyle Cuff does, and this team really went at a fast pace a lot in that game, he can really push the tempo there, right? If Cuff's in, you know, how's that balancing out? Who's not playing well in the backcourt? Are you playing three guards? There's a number of things that you go through there, and it's all about matchups, right? But I think he's got a role, and I was actually glad to see him out there tonight. He he made, even in 10 minutes, like he made a noticeable difference, even though, like we said, it didn't really pop on the box score. Gabe says, on uh, another trend I keep noticing is Syracuse can shut down opponents' three-point shooting in the first half when opponents seem to light it up on threes in the second half. Yeah, this team just has defensive lapses. Autry talked about that tonight. We've seen it. It's mostly on defense. When we talk about when this team kind of falls asleep for the last four or five minutes of a half. That's typically defensively. The corner three is still getting open. You know, I meant to ask Autry about this tonight. I I just didn't get to it. I had other things on my mind, but I do want to ask him why they always play zone on the inbounds plays. 
kind of what his philosophy is on that. This team is still growing up defensively. They play hard. They like playing man. I see some very encouraging things defensively. We talked about tonight, the points off turnovers and the steals. Like, yeah, giddy up. But they still have these lapses, long lapses, three, four-minute long lapses, entire stretches of games where the defense just, you know, they're, they're kind of running around trying to figure out what the heck's going on out there. Michael. This is great win. Almost let it get away. Monster game by Brown, Bell, and Copeland. Judah's defense, not good. Benny has just been too inconsistent for a third-year major talent. A couple more from our Syracuse Sports Insiders, including from Paul Al, who says, Woo! Hats off to Malik. What an impressive overall game. Syracuse gave up too many offensive boards, especially in the second half. Once again, the orange shows it can get it done without Judah. got cut off there, but without Judah being the man. That's a great point. I mean, Judah played 30 minutes, but wasn't in his, you know, Judah 22, 24 point, get out of my way type of mode. Bell stepped up. Other guys stepped up tonight. And think about that. Think how jarring that is to hear as a team that your leader and your leading scorer and the guy is not starting. Like that had to reverberate through the team. They know what's going on. And they know more than we do, and it certainly was not a distraction, if you will. We'll you know, see Saturday if Judah's out there starting again, and by all accounts, all as well, then you just it's it's a blip on the radar screen, right? But that's still that's got to take you back a little bit in the locker room to be like, whoa, Judah's not starting. I think it'd be a bigger deal if like he didn't play, then it would warrant kind of digging into it more. But you know, we'll we'll take them on their word at this point and, and see how they move on from it couple more from our Syracuse Sports Insiders. Skyler jumps in to say, are we going to see more playing time from Peter Carey or William Peterson since McLeod is out and is Syracuse going dancing this year? Well, we're going right from one question to the next. We'll start on the center position. Yeah, that's a work in progress. I talked to Malik a little bit about it after the game. He doesn't even know what the plan is. They're going to work it out over the next couple of days before they go to North Carolina. Look, this injury for Naheem McLeod didn't come out of nowhere. It was a buildup. Certainly, he's been a little slower out there. McLeod has been a great shot blocker, but he's been inconsistent in other ways. I mean, certainly seven foot four can grab some rebounds, but he's just not a threat offensively. And we were starting to see that maybe McLeod should not be out there simply because he's seven foot four. He's actually under 500 on the opening tip. We're starting to get a little bit more of an explanation on this now. Clearly, he's not 100%. Foot injury, that's a tricky injury for you know anybody, let alone somebody who's seven foot four. So certainly we're going to see more Peter Carey. We didn't see him tonight, but Autry mentioned him by name. So that's somebody, Moni or Hema, of course, got some minutes out there. Hema's the first guy in Carey to follow. That actually used to be reversed, but now it feels like Hema has overtaken him there. But look, Malik Brown is handling his business, guys. We mentioned it tonight. Quentin Post is one of the best big men in the ACC. He was lost. Syracuse handled him well. Malik has, you guys have mentioned this, and it bears repeating. He has such quick hands defensively, right? His range is growing away from the basket, obviously around the basket. He has money in the bank. He can handle being the starting center for this team. And I know you got, you know, Baycott from Carolina. You got P.J. Hall at Clemson. You got some big dudes, some really good Big men in this league, but just saw one of the best tonight, and he, he just he was no he was nowhere to be found, which just goes to show you that look Malik Brown can handle it. So he's going to have bad games. He's going to 
get lost in some matchups. There's just that just happens. But I think Malik Brown has proven at this point that he can handle being the starting center. And I would feel that way if McLeod was still healthy and wasn't in this situation. I've said that uh, on a couple of post game shows. And as far as is Syracuse going to go dancing this year, Skyler, you got to win games like this to go dancing. They're still, correct me if my math is wrong, guys. I'm pretty sure at least six or seven quad one games still left on the schedule. BC comes along. Who who would have thought two weeks ago that this would qualify as a big game, that this would qualify as, wow, that is a key ACC matchup. Boston College has been trash, trash the past few years. They got their act together. They're shooting threes better. They have post, again, terrible tonight, but great player. They came back in this game. They're down by 19 points. They could have folded like a cheap tent got back in it, turned into a great battle. And again, you look at the score, 69-59, you're like, man, what kind of you know slugfest with this? It's actually a very entertaining up-and-down basketball game. They just weren't making shots. to cut. This felt like a game that the score should have been more like 86-84 than 69-59, frankly. It just shots weren't falling at the rate they needed to. You're going to make the dance, Skyler? You win games like this, and they won games like this. Now you got to punch up a little bit, though. And what an opportunity you have Saturday at North Carolina to do that. And we'll close with Stan M. So Syracuse won by 10, playing well for only 20 minutes. First 16 plus the last four. You got to play 35 to 40 on Saturday. Yeah, the plan tonight is not going to work against Carolina. We saw that against Duke. So Syracuse having just seen Duke and the lesson you take from that, you go back down to Tobacco Road. Now, when you went to Duke, the students weren't there. That crowd was still great. By the way, the crowd at the Dome tonight, you guys have been awesome. The crowds this year have been great. And they got the team back in and in the second half. I feel like the crowd's more engaged. They're more in it. They feel like they know when they have to step up. I mean, there's been some, frankly, some lame crowds at the Dome in recent years. There is a, a change going on this year. And I'll tell you what, very interesting nugget from the crowd at the Dome tonight while we're on that subject. So one of our insiders sent me this because he was right there and saw it. Fran Brown's at the game. Now we're switching a little bit to football. I know this is a basketball postgame show, but you can't get enough football these days. Fran Brown's at the game. He's FaceTiming with what was described to me as a top cornerback prospect. I don't know who. But he's FaceTiming with him. He's showing him the dome, pitching him. This is the dome. Be a part of this. Hey, we're at the game. Listen to this crowd. Come to Syracuse. He is always recruiting. I saw so many fans that went over, wanted to say hello. Uh, shout out to Dan Conley, Syracuse, a former Syracuse linebacker. I saw talking to Fran Brown, who has said he wants alums around, wants these guys to be a part of this thing, to be a practice, certainly they're engaging more, not just by saying hello to the coach. Like you've got more players that are donating money. You've got more players that are stepping up and being a part of this thing. So what made me think of that was the crowd at the dome. The crowds have been just engaged is the word I have to use. They've been more engaged. They sense when they've got to get into it. They like this team. You guys like this team. They have their flaws. I'll tell you what, as a Buffalo Bills fan, 
I feel the exact same way. I get how you feel about this team. Because when this team's bad, it's bad. When they have their flaws, you just kind of take that deep breath. Josh Allen just threw another one of those dumb interceptions. But, man, when they turn it on, they are fun to watch. And at the very least, you know, we always say in my line of work, I don't root for your team, but I root for interesting. This team is interesting. And you guys sense that. And, of course, you got the coaching change and – you know, I think people realize they got to be a little more patient with an immature team, let them grow into it and just kind of make that adjustment. We're only, you know, 15 games here into the Autry era. Syracuse improving to 11 and four, two and two in ACC play tonight. But you guys are into it. It's funny, though, how football is still kind of the prevalent part of the conversation out there on the podcast, the texts, insiders, and just uh, in general, a lot of people uh, just still want to talk football, right? And that's that's a credit to Fran Brown. So cool football nugget. Thanks to one of our Syracuse sports insiders that was sitting right there and watching Fran Brown do FaceTime calls with recruits at the Dome. Good stuff there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what do you say we end there for the evening? Spectacular feedback from our Syracuse sports insiders. As always, thanks for uh, watching on YouTube, uh, live on X live on Facebook live. If you were here with us live, it's one 15 AM Eastern standard time. As uh, we end this year podcast, if you're listening or watching in the future, I don't blame you for that. That's a great way to stay involved, stay engaged, be a part of it, become a Syracuse sports insider today, guys. Our insiders got that story. I just told you about Fran Brown during the game and some other nuggets and interesting things and observations during the game. You get my opinions, breaking news, all kinds of things. First, direct access to me. Our insider community is growing. It is awesome. As I said, if you're at a game, text me, come say hello. Not during the game. We're kind of busy, right? But before, halftime, afterwards, we love it. We love having you be a part of this thing in 2024. We're only going to make it bigger. So text the word orange to 315-847-3895. You try it free for two weeks, by the way. Try it. See, see what we're doing. And if you like it, hang out. It's just $3.99 a month after that, right? Like Lacey's boyfriend. Shout out to Lacey's boyfriend. Just please, can you text Brent? Can you be a part of that podcast thing? You're driving me crazy. Shout out to uh, Lacey's boyfriend. He's a keeper, that guy. And shout out to our Syracuse Sports Insiders. And thanks to you for watching and listening tonight. We'll end there, though, as Syracuse beats Pitt, or not Pitt, pardon me, Boston College, 69-59. And they will be back at it on Saturday. That is a noon game. By the way, guys, I made it 31 minutes into this podcast. Didn't complain once about the 9 o'clock start time until now. But you know why? Last nine o'clock game of the year. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last nine o'clock game of the year. UNC, let me double check myself. That is, uh, that's a one o'clock game. One o'clock tip time on Saturday. My fault, but a much more reasonable time than this one. So we'll be with you after that one in Chapel Hill for Syracuse basketball post game presented by Krause Health the exclusive healthcare partner for Syracuse Athletics. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. We'll talk to you next time.